Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Welcome to Really 007. If you're new to the show, it's great to have you. And uh, welcome back to another episode if you're one of our existing listeners. If you haven't already, please subscribe to the podcast, maybe even leave some feedback. The more positive, the better. Um, And you can also find us on all the social media channels. Uh, So please do look us up and follow us. We are down as Really 007 Pod. Um, You may be able to tell immediately that this isn't one of our more regular episodes, because Tom isn't hosting. It is, in fact, me, Harry, his youngest brother. And usually when you hear my voice, it's your chance to zone out and wait for Rob, Math, John or Chris or Tom to start talking again. (laughs) Uh, But think again, because when you hear my voice hosting, it can only mean one thing. Another episode of James Bond will return. This is episode three of this new series, and though I don't host as well as Tom... At least my episodes are shorter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> way, way shorter. No, that's a bad thing. It's a bad thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, having said that, tonight actually could be one of our longer episodes in the James Bond <laughs> yeah. Return series. Yeah. Um, in our quest to speculate as much as possible about Bond 26, so far we've looked at the privileged position us fans and Barbara and Michael find ourselves in with this uh, seemingly clean slate for Bond 26. And then in episode two, we had George from Cinema Savvy join us to examine the Eon and Amazon dynamic. Tonight's episode is entitled Non-Negotiables, as we get the chance to share all our desires for Bond 26. You're probably used to hearing all these at the end of all our other episodes anyway. We we kind of take to our soapboxes (laughs) and proclaim all the things we would do for Bond 26 anyway. Um, But this is our episode. This is our chance to let it all out. Um, balls out of the bath on this one, as Alan Partridge would say. <laughs> um, so let's say hello to the other voices on this episode. We're fortunate enough to have John. Hello. We've got my brothers, Math and Tom. Hello. Hello. Um, we've got Chris. 
Hello. <laughs> there he is. Um, and we do also have Rob, who's promised to bob in and out yeah. whilst also putting the children to bed. He's here with some children's toothbrushes. Hi, Rob. Um, <laughs> hello there. <laughs> um, we're we're all ready to talk non-negotiables. Tonight. It was one of those, like, I was on a vulnerable tonight, but... The topic is just far too good and important. These the guys unfortunately will see dreadful things on the screen. <laughs> um, yeah, well, we are actually extra fortunate though to um, welcome another guest on this series. Tonight's guest is Ben Rufus Green. We've got him on the show to discuss this one with us. So, as well as being an enormous James Bond fan, Ben is also an accomplished actor who you may have seen in lots of things. Uh, the ones I'm going to mention, if you don't mind, um, Ben, are the British comedy not going out. That is something that whenever us brothers reunite with our mum and dad, if we go and visit them, it just tends to be on. And it seems to be the yeah. thing that re- kind of unites us. We watch not going out and you've been in that. I've also, got my, my bottom out in that. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh. look it up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And the other thing of note is uh, Alan Partridge's Scissor Dial. Now, I've already made a Partridge quote, actually, in this intro, and there does seem to just be a link between Alan Partridge and James Bond. Uh, Just for our international listeners, Alan Partridge (laughs) is a hugely successful comedy character written and portrayed by Steve Coogan, who you may have heard of. Yeah, we know Alan Partridge is a huge fan of James Bond. But, Ben... Since you're here, what's what's kind of your story with 007? How did it start, or was it was it something from childhood, or is it a recent thing? Uh, no, it was something from childhood. Uh, it was kind of like I think it's kind of how I got into films. Really, it was uh, an easy thing to start watching. Grew up with uh, Roger Moore. Obviously, oh. the Conneries were on all the time, and I came quite late to my favourite one, which is on a Majesty's Secret Service. It's my favourite one because oh, here we go. Bit of an underdog. You know, lots of interesting yeah. things in there. There's a yeah. thing I've noticed in one of the fight scenes that I've never heard announced before. I've never heard it. But in one of the fight scenes, because when I was younger, I used to record the fight scenes onto and listen to them back. Oh. <laughs> when you're younger, you just... What, just the fight I, scenes? Well, I recorded the soundtrack, the, the music, and then I was like, oh, I quite like this fight scene. I'll put that on there and various Brilliant. quotes and stuff. And in one fight scene, they're, they're grappling. And one of them's... Um, it's when Lazenby goes into the hotel and is attacked... Remember that one? Yeah, 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 yeah. They're grappling, and someone says, "Oh, you bastard!" <laughs> all right, all right. You can, only, you can only hear it if you just listen to the audio. If you see it, <laughs> so if you almost listen, like it's, it's not like, part of the script. <laughs> yeah, it's like a grunt that got through because he's right. twisting his arm quite badly. But I've never heard that, never seen that before. So that is a, you know, an exclusive possible. Yeah, thank you for that. that <laughs> yeah. I mean, like potentially. I mean, we've yeah. gone about how No Time to Die tries to rip off like majesties in so many ways and the one way that we didn't realize is that m's potty mouth was also inspired by on a majesty's secret <laughs> service as well. yeah there we go yeah <laughs> so you mentioned um roger moore there kind of growing up but you've also mentioned on a majesty's being your favorite film mm. who is your numero one when it comes <laughs> to the uh to the actors who've played James Bond, who's your, who would you go to as your favourite, do you think? I mean, I would I would love to have seen Lazenby do another one. Oh, yeah. I would absolutely love that. Yeah. I just wish, you know, there's a, a sliding doors moment where his, one of his mates says, what are you doing? Just do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, turn around. What the hell are you? Yeah, because yeah. <laughs> yeah, um, I wonder if Peter Hunt would have come back to do the Diamonds Are Forever. Was mm-hmm. that going to be the next one, even if yeah, I think with so. Lazenby, Diamonds mm-hmm. Are Forever? 
Yeah. So yeah, I would have loved to have seen that, but I I can't put him as much. He's my kind of slightly below. I suppose it's oh, it's t- so difficult, isn't it? Roger Moore, Sean Connery. I like the tone of Roger Moore films, but I love all the Connery films so much. They're yeah. so good. Mm. I haven't yeah. answered the question. Oh. Well, we, we've been, however many episodes this is, and we've still not got our own no, answers no. for this. I think I'm going to go with Connery today. Just today, I'm going to go with Connery. Yeah. No, no, I'm not. Fair. Roger Moore. Roger Moore, no, sorry. No arguments <laughs> with that. I can't, no, Roger, back to Roger Moore, just because I was thinking about watching A View to a Kill. <laughs> oh, <laughs> if it's Roger Moore versus Connery versus Lazenby, and you've mentioned On a Manchester as your favourite, but only recently that's become your favourite. What was your go-to film before that? You've just mentioned A View to a Kill. Is that one of your yeah. up there? Yeah, definitely. And then you kind of... I watched them all again recently because they were on Prime not so long ago. Yeah. Yeah. So I watched them all. And they're, they're just... They're, yeah. And they're, yeah. Br- they're brilliant. They're so good. They There's are. So many, watching them again and, you know, a bit older. Yeah, really good. Really good. A lot. There's a lot of strange stuff going on in there it's like, what, what do you do that for but um yeah, yeah i like no i love them yeah really good did any yeah. of them like shock you uh, really change your opinion of one and surprise you how good it was when you watched them back on prime well i, I it's got to be on imagine just it stands out it to right. me it's like as it's dated so well i think like the yeah. fight mm. scenes because i was a bit i was a, i was late coming to it because i thought it was like a non you know non-canon bond <laughs> yeah so when I watched it, I was like, this is incredible. The f- I love the fight scenes, the way he puts his whole weight into the punches mm. on the beach. Yeah, yeah. Lazenby's amazing. Yeah, it? it's yeah. so physical, isn't he? Yeah, that, that one really stands out. And all the and I remember reading that Thunderball was boring. And I watched it, I was like, this is not boring. This is incredibly yeah. exciting. Uh, the, the underwater scene, because they'd only just got the technology or something to film underwater. I thought that was in- great, really exciting. Bond's mm. saving people and... Yeah, yeah, I thought, yeah. Thought, yeah I, I enjoyed Thunderball a lot more than I thought I would. Mm. Mm. There's a few of us guys on this podcast. I'm not one of them, but when they were showing um, the Bonds recently at the cinema as part of the 60th anniversary, you guys, some of you guys, came away absolutely waxing lyrical about Thunderball, didn't you, on the big screen? Ah, yeah. that's good. Oh, to know. Yeah, yeah, it was transformed. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, I'd love to see the older ones on the big screen. I miss that. Yeah. Oh, you only live twice in Japan. On... Oh, wow. yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Very special. Brilliant. Superb, Ben. Well, it's it's great to have you with us. Very sexy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> now, we are going to try and get straight into it um, with our, remember our title is non-negotiables, but before we do, I've got a, a bit of an icebreaker for everyone here, um, and that's not a reference to John Gardner's James oh. Bond adventure, Icebreaker. Um, no, it's a chance for everyone to get in the mood, thinking about what you want from Bond, basically, kind of as instant as possible. And and so when I ask you, I want it to be a kind of instinctive, impulsive, quick answer that you give me um, as I come round one by one. And I suppose, you, you know, listeners as well, when you're listening, something for you to think about too. Um so what it is, basically, obviously, we've never been in this position before where we've had such a clean slate, um, but we have had certain junctions and new chapters in the franchise each time a new actor has made their debut, really. That's as kind of as close as we've come. Because really, we didn't... When Casino Royale came, even though it was a reboot, we didn't know, we weren't following it all along as a reboot, and we didn't know that Die Another Day would sort of close the previous chapter. So... Each time an actor has taken on uh, the mantle of being James Bond, that's kind of been 
the biggest junction we've ever come to as fans. Um, each one of those James Bond actors' debuts has been really well received and got so much right, I think we'd all agree. Um, and though we don't know who the next James Bond's going to be right now, when you listen to this episode or whenever that is, but if you could pick one of the Bond debuts for the next Bond to have kind of as their blueprint, which would you go for from, obviously, Sean Connery's was Dr. No, then there's Honor Majesty's, Live and Let Die for Roger Moore, The Living Daylights for Timothy Dalton, Golden Eye for Pierce Brosnan, and then Casino Royale for Daniel Craig. If I go around now, which one of those would you say would be a great model for Bond 26? Um, so if I come around, uh, I'm going to go to you, Tom. Which which Bond debut would you choose? <clears throat> instinctive well, answer. The instinctive answer was The Living Daylights until you then said Goldeneye. But... Mm. Uh, yeah, I think Living Daylights because it's a bit further in the past and the way it introduces Bond in that title sequence with him doing action, doing stunts, and you don't quite see him for quite a while. And then he's introduced as the hero, as the aspirational hero, James Bond. When I've got in my head the image, Bond 26, a new actor, that's what I've got. How are we going to introduce him? How is he going to be made to be Bond instantly when we see him? So I'd choose that one. Lovely. Lovely stuff. John? I'm going to go Roger Moore. And the reason why I'm going to go Roger Moore is because Live and Let Die, Roger just fits so seamlessly. And like when you think the previous debut, George Lazenby, there was this much big fuss because he wasn't Connery, which is unfair. But, you know, there was such big shoes to fill. And, And Roger just, it's so... A little fuss. He just gets on with it, <laughs> yeah. and it's just in his dressing it, game. It's it. It's it's just. <laughs> yeah. And actually, my whole thing with this is, is that we can't go down a big reboot. This mm. has to just come across as bomb business as usual. And for that right. reason, I think Roger Moore did that the most bond as business as usual from his first performance. I'm going to come to you, Matt. Then let me just remind you of the options. Uh, obviously, you know them, but Doctor No on a man. Always the same. Golden Eye and Casino Royale. Which of those would would make the best <clears throat> Bond debut um, for our next Bond? Yeah, uh, probably a toss up between Living Daylights and Golden Eye. But I'm going to go for Golden Eye, and the reasoning is um, that that almost more than any of the others was kind of a clean slate without being a reboot. And um, the, I think the only cast member carried forward was. Desmond Llewellyn as Q, but you had a new M, you had a new Money Penny, and you had a new Bond who who was introduced to you brilliantly, sort of mysteriously, but with this epic stunt, and then and then you saw him, yeah. and then you're into the mission. So that's pr- that's probably how I would do it. Obviously, Living Daylights has similar things as well, but but um, I think for what we want for Bond twenty six, Goldeneye might be the best blueprint in certainly in terms of how to introduce it and uh, propel it forward. Chris? Uh, I'm going to be really boring and say Living Day. (laughs) (laughs) For a lot of the reasons that that, that Tom had had, had outlined. It's just a brilliant introduction to the the character, the reveals, you know, the the visual storytelling, everything about that opening sets it up. And, you you know, you don't need, he doesn't need to say his name. And it obviously doesn't say his name until right at the end of the uh, the pre-credit sequence. I just think it's it's, it's just a, a brilliant film that's of its time, of its place. But feels modern 
but then still reaches back to the past. And I just think it's a, you know a standalone, really solid story, incredibly well told. Uh, amazing answers you're all giving, guys. Um, you only just needed to say the title, lads. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking, joking. I, I'm very grateful for the reasons. Rob, what are you going to go for? It's a tough one. Only, and I think that all all the introductions are good. You know, mm. so it's hard yeah. to really. So, I, I, part of me wants to create this like Susan of all of them. Really, you know, that moment when Dalton turns to yeah. look at the camera is probably the greatest introduction as a Bond for me. Definitely since Connery's. Bond, James Bond. Mm. I, I don't think because I remember seeing it for the very first time, and it just it, it the, the the like the, the seismic flooring it did of me was huge. <laughs> um, but at the moment, I'm going through. I think if we can have a moment like that, brilliant. If we can have a, a grand, incredible opening sequence like either mm. that or Goldeneye, brilliant. But overall, as a whole film, I'd like uh, Live and Let Die. I'm going through a big reappraisal of that at the moment. I'm such mm. a big fan of that film. I'm just, um, you know, I, we talk, I mentioned this on our group chat today about Live and Let Die, about how brave it was. Mm. Uh, so I'm reading a book at the moment, Dennis Lehane's Small Mercies, and it's about how racially segregated schools in South Boston were finally put together and the upheaval this caused in 1974. Living Let Die was a Hollywood movie that came out in 73. You know, like mm. how ahead of its time is this, mm. you know? Yeah. And um, so, and that's like, they, at no point, you know, and I was totally ignorant of the history of it. At no point did I think this was a movie that was making huge, you know, taking sensitive topics and and very, very modern topics and playing them as, you know, like in a very progressive and open way mm. and not making a big deal of it. You know, like it didn't feel like a big deal. And that's probably why I never looked at it and went, hey, that's that's different. You know, like because as a kid, mm. I just didn't, you know. So we live in a very, tra- you know, changeable world. We live in a very, uh, what's the word? <laughs> no, in this ever-changing world in which we live in. <laughs> yeah, well, of course, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> why not go back to why no why not why not go back to Paul himself in which case yeah I think there's there's so much you could do but yeah give us those big moments yeah live and let die let's go with live and let die such good answers all um <laughs> go on Ben obviously a big fan of Manager's Secret Service I love the way he's introduced you know you see him gradually mm-hmm. and then there's an amazing fight scene but um I think I'm going to go with Goldeneye just because I, I do love a, a mini mission uh mm, yeah. so I, I, yeah. I want there to and I I I think the opening of Goldeneye is brilliant. That stunt's so good, and you don't quite see him when he's yeah. when he shoots the gun to bring the yeah. bungee rope down. You're like, oh no, can't quite see him. <laughs> yeah. The first time you see him is upside down, isn't it? When he yeah, decks yeah. that Russian yeah. Yeah. pinching one off, <laughs> <laughs> presumably, presumably. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, so I'm going to go. I, I I love Magic Secret Service, but I'm going to go with Goldeneye as a as a template and martin campbell again with the good yeah 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 casino royale absolutely good good Mm. for me it's between golden eye and the living daylights i think a lot of the the obviously golden eye is absolutely brilliant it's got all the things that matt said it does also have the marketing and all that that went into it the the gap that built up the the like the appetite which i think adds a lot to its impact and how special it is. But I think if you're to look at um, the film, and not just the introduction of Bond, but the story, the locations, the kind of romance, I think I'd go for The Living Daylights. The way things are at the moment, I think that's such a solid film. And like Chris said, it's it, it will de- it, 
Living Daylights does stand the test of time, and I want I want a a film that's such a tight story like that that everyone's going to love, not just because it's the day you know it's this new Bond twenty six, but one that kind of goes down and is fondly remembered and always fans come back mm. to as being a really mm. solid one. I'm not saying Goldeneye isn't those things, but perhaps it's more of my recent adoration for the Living Daylights that's winning me over. But yeah, I think that's what I'd go for today. But with all these things, it's a different answer tomorrow. Right. Brilliant. So we are warm. We've warmed ourselves up. <laughs> this is Guts Otto, a.k.a. Mr. Stemper from Tomorrow Never Dies. You're listening to Really 007. Have fun. I owe you an unpleasant death, Mr. Bond. On to our non-negotiables. So this is the way we've done this, basically, uh, listeners, is to go away and independently, I hope you've done this, lads, but don't worry if you've not, don't worry, uh, write down a list of the Bond tropes that we want to see in Bond 26. There, are, You know, there are a fair few. This is kind of irrespective of everything else that's being discussed. So, you know, whether Quentin Tarantino is directing or Ludwig Göransson's doing the music, if, even if Daniel Radcliffe is James Bond or <laughs> running time is 20 minutes even, you know. What these are the things that we feel Bond 26 has to include in order to kind of put the franchise back where you want it, where kind of where we want it, but where we want it individually. What are the things we want to see, we want to feel again. Before we kind of progress, a little bit of a disclaimer we aren't the experts <laughs> and the authority on this, <laughs> what we're discussing tonight. You know, when we say, well, when I keep calling it non negotiables. You know, we're just like you. We're, we're, we're fans who just want to highlight how passionate we are about some of these James Bond staples that we just want to see in Bond 26. And in fact, our voice is just as valid as anyone else's. Um, and we won't all agree. And we would actually encourage you to join in the debate, I suppose, on social media by sharing your non-negotiables. Um, this is just our views and the things that we love and would love to see in Bond 26. And the way I'm going to do it is I'm going to read my list aloud. I'm going to start off by reading my list aloud. And if you guys have also put it on your list, let me know. Feel free and we'll explain it. We'll we'll talk about it. By the end, if I've come to the end of my list and you have a few things outstanding, then we can really have a chat about those and might do some editing of our own lists. But this really is just a chance for us all to, to get it out there. Um, so I'm going to kick off um, with my some of my non-negotiables. And as I was kind of writing these out, it was one thing and then oh, yeah, a bit of this, and oh, yeah, I want to see that. I, I would, yeah, I want that, and it kind of, <laughs> it keeps going, so. Is this, just to completely set it out, for Bond 26 yes. with new actor and everything, it's not for any Bond film, it's it's Bond 26. It's what, what we think Bond 26 needs. Yeah, right. Are you Do you need to throw that list in the bin? <laughs> no, 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 no. Target remains. so i've started with like the the features of a bond film that i want to see in there um and the first one probably no surprises is a gun barrel yeah yeah Yeah. we've got a gun barrel in there um because you know recently that hasn't been included and i think um i think to begin with people were fine with it but it kind i think it went on longer than it had to the absence of the gun barrel and i think by the end we weren't the only fans who were getting a bit fed up of the not being a gun barrel okay so gun barrel were agreed um, Sorry, Harry. Just to be pedantic, yeah. <laughs> a gun barrel at the a gun barrel at the start. 
Yes. The, yes. the yes. very Sorry, first but, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I do think they couldn't link it to the the plot or the action again like they did with Cassandra, because that's a, yeah. a recent gimmick. I don't think they could repeat that. Yeah, with, with blood as well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That and the uh, action man boat out, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Brilliant. The next thing is a pre-title sequence. Yeah, yeah. yeah. absolutely. <laughs> Can't take anything for granted at the moment, but oh. we hope for a pre-title sequence like we've had for all the rest. And I don't mean a pre-title film, a pre-title sequence, not like the last one. <laughs> um, <laughs> good. Right. We're moving swiftly. Um, with swiftly the, with the pre-title this. sequence, yeah. I'd, I'd really like to see a self-contained mini mission. Like, yes. Thing yeah. that's, not, that's not connected to the main film. I think the last, possibly the last time that happened was Octopussy, with that whole yeah. sounds like a load yeah. of bull. Yeah. Um, oh. yeah, and then I think all the other ones off the top of my head are all connected to the main. Yeah, like, a view to a kill certainly is. It's all about the. Yeah, yeah, you're right. But yeah, I'd like to see a self-contained mini mission at the beginning. Yeah, it's something we've discussed before, and I think Rob even had the privilege of mentioning it to John Glenn <gasps> about how he he sees the pre-title sequence. Of us getting a sort of a little glimpse of James Bond finishing his previous mission, kind yeah. of the one that's before this film, mm-hmm. um, and I totally agree, Ben. That's that. Mm-hmm. I love it, and, and and a really good way to introduce a Bond because you get to see him be successful and complete a mission. <laughs> Not nothing's left, uh, kind of open ended or anything like that. You see Bond being successful. It's the quickest way to find out that we're dealing with a hero. <laughs> it's like, yeah. just yeah. show him being like extraordinarily successful <laughs> yeah. against all the odds and like, oh yeah, I flip and dig this guy. Two more hours of this? I am so in, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, and I know like I didn't, I, I, since you said that, Ben, I'm like now thinking like of all the other time, all the other ones since then yeah. and how they do tie into the plot and you're absolutely right. Like yeah. Yeah, the only one I can't it's a long like, time. Forgive me, man. Like Living Daylights. How does Smith Death to Spies? Yeah, yeah. So it's yeah, of yeah, yeah. so. But I mean, I think that's a brilliant one in that that is almost like a mini film yeah. itself, and it only it sort of Straight vaguely vague, it, No, it it does link to the mission. It's not completely separate, but you get a villain who's only for the the pre-title sequence. Absolutely. So I think that's a good that's a good example as yeah. well. But but yeah, a separate one like Octopussy would be unbelievable. I think the th- I think the thing with the the mission at the start, it needs to predominantly be joyous. And so I think that like a lot of Craig's PTSs have had good action in them, but they always have like these somber notes that uh, go off. Or do you know what I mean? And and that's the thing is is that you don't want to be emotionally deflated. Yeah, this this PTS yeah. has got to exhilarate you basically. Yeah. Yeah, and like Rob said, you know, you want to see him being a hero, and that kind of makes you think. Right, we're coming to the main story now. What is the big story that's actually gonna, yeah, you know, challenge Bond? Because mm. then in Octopussy, that's why the first scene after the pre-title is so good. You just see the clown being chased. Oh, yeah. This, what, like what's this so different to this? Quite well, fairly light-hearted pre-title sequence full of amazing stunts in a mm. hot country, and then it's like dusk in a bleak Cold War setting. Oh, the mm, clown, right. two twins, what on earth is going on? Bond's not in it. That's what I like, that contrast. It's an anecdote that is um, very tired, but it's like the starter to the main, isn't it? You know, like, yeah. I, yeah. I want I want yeah. that, like, 
I want to have that prawn cocktail and think, flipping out, that was amazing. Like, roll on the, yes. the you know, the pot roast. <laughs> you know, yeah. on whatever's next. Oh. Oh, American, sorry. <laughs> Not <laughs> me, <is> this. <laughs> that is so, a prawn cocktail PTS, that's exactly what I want. <laughs> yeah. that is uh, the, honestly, it is. Yeah. It is. It's like Mission Light, isn't it? L-I-T. It is, yeah. Yeah, yeah it is. And yeah. sprinkle a bit of that paprika, that ginger yeah. paprika all over yeah. the place. Like, that's <laughs> what I really want. A touch of smoked salmon on the side. <laughs> Because the thing is with prawn cocktails, you do want to have more. You want, but you've got to stop yourself because there's more. You know, the the main is coming. Oh, there is. Yeah, if you could have a two kilogram prawn cocktail as your main, you'd be like buzzing. (laughs) But like, you can't have it. You know, like you did it. You got to deny yourself. They did it at the Mason's Arms in a pint. Yes. Prawns, didn't they? Oh, I've still got the photograph. Oh, like a, yeah, yeah. A, a, pint, a, a dimple mug, a pint dimple mug yeah. full of king prawns, drizzled with all sorts of greatness. It was unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> so we're all agreed that for the pre-title sequence, we're looking for a pint of prawns. <laughs> the next thing on my list is a song with yeah, the yeah. title sequence. Sure, yeah. you know, again, yeah, yeah. yeah, taking nothing for granted at the moment, so I'm sure we all want that and... I don't think that's in danger. It's an expectation. It's also a money-making marketing ploy that puts Bond on the map way before it's released and things like that. Yeah, I think that's. And I think that's safe. Does it have to have? Do they have to shoehorn the title of the film into the song, regardless of whether no. it rhymes or not? No, into the lyrics not for me. a bit. I think. Yeah, the sly so, love me. You know, in brackets. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So I would not mind an instrumental. Uh, mm. Oh, mm. yeah. It's the chat, it won't happen, but yeah. like, I'm just saying when you go back to that kind of idea of like, you know, yeah. does the song need to be in it? If it's an instrumental, great, yeah, but as long as there is a song and a title sequence, that's yeah, thing. yeah, you're right, that would be amazing because when we've had that in the past, it's, it's always come incredibly. We can't say, you know, who we want at this stage, we're just settling for a song, but would and, you want uh, it? Upbeat or a ballad? Oh, ballad. Um, no for ballads. me, for me, it needs to be a bit more rock and roll. After everything we've mm-hmm. had recently, it needs yeah. to be brave. And I still think I'm still amazed and surprised by the direction that they went for with "You Know My Name" because I don't think yeah. it matches what you'd expect to come out of Casino Royale. I think mm-hmm. it's absolutely brilliant. I absolutely love. I think that's a surprise. I'd li- I like a bit more of that bravery. Yeah, that surprises us because mm-hmm. the last two entries haven't surprised anyone. <laughs> no. <laughs> I, I think I'd really like um, something that gets me up for what I'm about to see, really. You know, like, uh, you're absolutely right, the last few entries... This is um, the end. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. but, like, uh, what if we had, like, you could cover all bases here, like, I really like it when the title song isn't the name of the movie. Goldeneye being the big exception, Licence to Kill being also a massive exception. In fact, they're all exceptions. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you're scuppering my own point immediately. But... Um, <laughs> Um, I think, like, what if, you know, like, you had it, like, in brackets, like, if it was, like, part of the, I don't know, the harmonies, you know, like, if the movie was called, you know, I don't know, what was one, like, Fire and Ice was one that was thrown around ages ago. Can we just have the song, like, called, like, Save the World and Have Fun? You know, like that would be so much better. You know, but that would be that's what I'm here for. I really want to be jazzed about what I'm doing. I'm going to put that on and then, because what, like, Bond music, like, soundtracks and, you know, like the, the orchestral soundtracks and the um, 
the songs themselves. Like I always think of moments from the film while I listen to them yeah. and I'm reminded of why I love them so much and why I love the movie so much. And yeah, if you can twin that together, I think that, that this uh, leads on to a broader point about twinning the music with the contents of the film. Yeah. I think you're absolutely right about yeah. like the, that's the, coming later. The songs <laughs> that 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 you wouldn't put on, you know, you you know, you wouldn't put like Billie Eilish on, would you? And like, I'm really excited about watching this film now. I'm gonna, I'm gonna put it on. I'm gonna have a great time. <laughs> yeah. Beauty Kill comes on by Duran Duran. You're like, yes, because it is like you, you know, you can't help but like move to that song. It's a brilliant pop song. But then you're thinking about you, you've basically got you know the greatest hits of that film or a music yeah. video playing in your head, scene oh. after scene. It's think, action music as well, on isn't it? Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. And I just think that I, I I totally agree that that and I miss that. I miss that. You hear the song, you know. We don't listen to the radio as uh, I suppose as much as we used to because of streaming and stuff like mm. that. And but you know, to hear snatches of it, you know, if you were in a shop or something, you know, as a kid, you'd be like, oh wow, you yeah, know, you get really yeah. excited, and and it would be everywhere. And and, and I, yeah, you just don't, yeah, yeah. It, you know what it is. I want to be excited again about Bond, where I feel you hear yes. the music and you're thinking, I cannot wait to see that at the cinema, or, or I can't wait to get a copy of on, on Blu-ray or something when it finally gets released. Uh, it's it's that feeling of, oh. of, of, of pure excitement. I think the music is because it's so evocative, and there, and obviously you've got that. You used to have that wait, and then you'd have you'd have the film come out of the cinema, and then you'd have to wait like six months for it to be on VHS to rent or to buy, yeah. and you'd, you'd listen to the soundtrack, you'd listen to the song, yeah. you'd look at the yes. book, you'd look yeah. at the. Uh, and that, I'm skipping ahead on that on one of those uh, non oh. non negotiables. Oh but, wow! Yeah, I just think that I think yeah more upbeat we've had jack white let's have jack black you know I think, uh, <laughs> uh... did you did you hear his song in the mario movie no yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, it's unbelievable yeah i'm in i am in yeah. all the children love that song as well don't they at the moment i think yeah. kids like the grown-ups too you know yeah <laughs> <laughs> Right, so I'm kind of past that in the features of a Bond film to there being at least one gadget. Yeah, it's yeah. again, it's something that was left out, you know, in um, in the early in the, the first few of Daniel Craig's films deliberately. Again, I think if there weren't any gadgets, that would be another deliberate move. Again, I think the novelty of that's been exhausted recently, and I don't know if it. Most of the reason is for the sake of having a really cool gadget that excites me and excites children. And excites then you know it's really entertaining to see. Well, the other part of it is that that if we don't have a gadget, it feels like we're going back to Bond twenty. Was that was Casino Royale Bond twenty or is that right? No, Die Another Day was Bond twenty. Oh no, right, Bond twenty one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> where as in where we were dismissing things and becoming quite snobbish about Bond. And I think that I don't I don't want to do that. I don't want to repeat that. That's my view on having a, a, a gadget. But yeah, and I think that gadgets don't necessarily have to be, you know, a car that can fly or go on. No, 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 you know, no. You've got little Nelly. You've got stuff with the, you know, and the, the you know, the 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 the, uh, the plane at the beginning of Octopussy. Real life vehicles or uh, you know something that is just applied in a different way. And yeah. I think that's something that you we just haven't seen. And I, I think that there's that. That, that there's that lack, and that's what I mean. There's a, there's a sort of lack of, you know, when you hear like like Kobe Brockie would go and see stunt shows. They'd go and, you know, they would be all traveling all over the world, like cherry picking what they thought was exciting and then trying to think, how can we get 
this in, I would be looking at the latest real life technology now and thinking, well, how can we, that would be really interesting into, how mm. can we get that into the plot without it being like, oh, it's an invisible car, which I don't think he's that much of a stretch, you know, in, in, in the grand scale of things. But yeah, I'd like to see definitely more gadgets. You don't have to be ridiculous or kind of like over the top, but just something that Bond uses yeah. that you've not seen. And it yeah. can be a real life, you know, vehicle or, or, or it's not like know, it has to be machine. new tech, new technology. It's stuff that we could have, but mm. we wouldn't have any use for it. You know, we, we don't have yeah. used to have a saw cutting watch, do we? But Bond, <laughs> Bond might need it. It's that kind of gadget which is mm. practical, tied to a normal object like a watch or a. The briefcase is obviously the classic, isn't it? That yeah, kind of pra- all hands. You know, just multi things. Like and that. it doesn't. It, you don't want. You don't need to smack the audience over the head with, like, because you say, you know, with these big bombastic gadgets that are almost larger than life. Like you've said, a watch, just something that mm-hmm. the audience think, ah, oh, that's neat. That's that's cool. That's yeah. So that's a, and that's also, you know, been used effectively for him to escape or something like that. Completely a bit agree about the gadgets, but also a quick shout out to when Roger Moore went back to basics in For Your Eyes Only and was climbing up that mountain with his shoelaces. Yeah, wow. yes. such, yeah, yeah. such a tense yeah. scene, yeah. isn't it? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Did he have any gadgets? And, you, and using uh, well, yeah. yeah, the car that was blown up. Well, there's the um, him and Q have that nice scene where the video. You know, that yeah. was, so that's a bit not like a yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, so that's a bit of sort of gadgetry or technology mm. that yeah. isn't yeah. necessarily. It gives, you know, an exploding pen or something like that. It gives them car, the edge, not, it it Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah. And the knot that he uses to climb up uses is is, is you know the shoelaces to get. Mm. That's a that's a real technique that climbers yeah. can use. And it, but you'd watch it, you think, nah, that's no, he can't climb. Well, he's, he's, he's no. But that again, <laughs> it's that using something that be, that lay yeah. people haven't seen before in yeah. an interesting manner. Because yeah. Bond, it should be the best. They should be know these things. So I've got to confess, I didn't have it on my non-negotiables. I had it on my preference list. Yeah. So what? I, and, and I, I, I'm. I, I didn't I tell you I to make the preference list. Yeah, I got completely <laughs> overthinking because the way that I thought about it, I don't, I don't know, but the way I thought about it, but if it's a non-negotiable, the way I see it is, is that it can't be a good Bond film if it doesn't have it in it. And mm-hmm. then I Fair think enough. to myself, but. A film like Honor Majesty's Secret Service doesn't it has a safe cracker, but it but it's not like, you know, the, the before the, the the film before You Only Live Twice has this really cool safe cracker like gadget in in Japan. This isn't. This is like a proper machine and it's slow and it's clunky. It's more about spy work. And yeah, I absolutely adore that film. So I never thought a gadget was a non-negotiable, but I want to see one. But after listening to you guys, I think I absolutely agree that the ingenuity of Bond to use an everyday object as a gadget in some way is a non-negotiable. I think that that that, that point is the non-negotiable. And when the Bond thing might be used. Yeah. Yeah. The, the Bond theme being used for something that, like we've discussed many times in the past, the Bond theme is reserved for a moment that only James Bond does. Yeah. Only Bond would ever think of doing this. The, the uh, right. So the gadget question is a, a difficult one, and I think one of the reasons I don't know it's not a difficult one, but I think it's a sticky one for the the, the, the Bond fandom. I think possibly because the word gadget is fairly mm. like unattractive, and yeah. you know, it's like it makes you think of a can opener. You know what I mean? <laughs> like it's like I, you know, I prefer um, intuitive improvisation. Uh, you know. Like, <laughs> it's, 
<laughs> but and that's what he does on the you know on the club in for your eyes only you know so um yeah. i think I, as a fan i was never more offended when they were like we don't go in for that sort of thing anymore like yeah just that's why I, I think we can't exclude them because yeah. we can't repeat that attitude no I, I no no I... but it just it just took a huge toilet moment on all the people <laughs> that actually loved that kind of thing which was a big part of what james one was for a lot yeah. of people yeah. you know so um the gadgets can't be overlooked but like i don't know we, we need to come up with a like a cooler word from possible i don't know because <laughs> gadgets does imply like you know i don't know Infantry. and like the <laughs> yeah <laughs> or something really remedial and basic tool yeah wanting to jump ahead yeah, I, I was similar, John. I kind of thought I was going to put gadgets. And then I thought, well, not necess- not necessarily, not absolutely non-negotiable. I would much rather there be. Yeah. I would definitely, you know, I would do them, but in the, not an absolute non-negotiable. But because I'm thinking such, so, bot- you know, I have such low Same. expectations of them. I, I've got Q. <laughs> Q. Well, yeah, to- that's so I don't, I don't, I've that's got, what I mean. Yeah. I don't want to jump ahead, but Q yeah. is a non-negotiable. Gadgets... Or a gadget is a definite preference. Anyway. I, I I agree, John, with what you said, because the film can still satisfy everyone here without a gadget. I'm sure there's still loads of things that they can do right, and a gadget isn't essential to that. I think snubbing gadgets would yes. be would be a little bit offensive again. Definitely. Not and a misstep of what I think the audiences want to see that they've not seen for a while. Just a little bit of, you know, bond excitement. And yeah. gadgets are one of the things, you know, your more casual fan looks for in a James Bond film. Would you um, want this... a Q scene as well, where he explains them? When was the last Q scene where he explained quite a few gadgets? Well, Skyfall, would you say? Or... Where he ripped Spectre? Spectre? Um, no. I mean, they're not, as in, there's not a workshop with, like, Goldeneye, with loads of different stuff going on in the background. Yeah. I know we've done it before, and it's not, you don't have to have it in every film, but it would be the, nice. The, the, the thing with it. that is, obviously, there was all the um, excitement of the Z3, and then you don't see it getting used. It's yeah, we well, don't have to see everything being used for me, you know. We, I, I, I agree. I agree telephone box to. and that stuff, you know. We don't <laughs> see it now. You know, we don't. <laughs> it kind of links to another one I had. John's opinion is similar for me on this one that I've not written down, but some of you might have, and maybe this is fairly controversial, but a car. I'm yeah. not a big, I'm not a massive car expert and person. But I didn't know whether that, how, I want there to be chases, but it could be on a different yeah. thing. I, yeah. I don't, a car is a, a tricky one. Yeah, I, I had, I had, if a car, because it's not an absolute, it's probably preferable, if a car, not one previously seen in a Bond film. So, you know, something mm-hmm. new. Not an Aston Martin. Yeah. Not another Aston yeah. Martin, or, you know, not one, you know, not DB5 or one from Living mm. Daylights or anything like that, or a Z3 as an homage to that, no. Completely new. Yeah, totally agree. I put the non-negotiable as a vehicle chase. So, yeah, yeah, so yeah. I, yeah. I, I think of like Goldeneye and Fury Eyes only are great examples where Hugh gives you he's got a car with gadgets, but they're not the ones in the chase. You get a Citroen C two and an army tanker in the chase instead. Yeah. And, yeah. and so I'm, I would love a car. But I don't think an introduction of a new car is the most important thing. What I need is an absolutely exhilarating chase, whether that be yeah. on land, sea, yeah. whatever. That's what that's, I need. That's where I am with yeah. it, John. I'm, that's yeah. But but again, you know, I don't want to overlook that there are 
there's a, a part of the Bond fan base that absolutely love their cars. And, mm. you know, cars means a lot to quite a lot of the fans. So, I'd, But that's just me personally. I'm the same as you, John. A vehicle chase, yes. A specific car, I think we could have a great, I, incredible Bond film without a specific car. Yeah, I, I do think that, but... Again, just thinking about launching somebody new, a new actor, if they've got an, a vehicle, their a own new vehicle, car. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. brings, it becomes part of their identity with it. That's a really good point. Fair point, now. The next thing that I think needs to be featured is uh, humour. That's not a ton, you know, that's... No, there's humour in the craze, you know, but it. do you mean sort of the, the tone, more humorous tone? or? Well, what I mean, I think what I mean is that I don't want them... If they're, I don't want their reinvention to go even darker. It has yeah, okay. to return to yeah. humour, if that makes sense. What do you, what what do you think, Ben? Because you know, Roger Moore's one of your favourite humours, mm-hmm. a big thing. Even though it has been in the recent films, it's not been as prioritised as the Roger Moore and Pierce Brosnan ones and Connery. Yeah, I think um, you know, I like a good quip. After a, a death, yeah, a, a hench hench person's killed. Like he had lots of guts. Um, yes, that's quite a good one. That's Magister's, <laughs> yeah. obviously. Um, yeah. I suppose it depends on the actor and what they're going to do with it, doesn't it? Because if if you got Daniel Craig doing Roger Moore humour, it wouldn't really work, would it? Possibly because of his. <laughs> no. No, it'd be a bit embarrassing. Well, I just wouldn't. They wouldn't gel, would they? I think if it was. So it depend. I think I, you know, humor's good as a little palate cleanser, one scene to the other. So yes, I'm going with a, a, a definite thumbs up for the. the yeah, because it if it didn't have, I think the audiences will be coming expecting to chuckle at at, at things. Yeah, yeah. I, I think yeah. So some some humor, but I think some lightness, some light, and some some joy and some fun and that doesn't mean silliness the different yeah. things well, so, yeah. Cool. Like, you know we, yeah yeah the, 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 the it's too serious but the, yeah there's loads of humorous moments in it yeah mm. absolutely and going the other way on there i've got i know it sounds like you know i want it all but proper threat <laughs> yeah i want mm. i want i don't it doesn't necessarily have to be the world but i want yeah. there to be something that worries me and therefore, I want Bond to stop. So obviously, humour is a, a part of the the vibe of the film, but I do want to feel threatened by it. So that's that, the thing I've written down. That could be the plot: the villain wants to stop humour. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I like humour. We're going to keep going with humour. Yeah. No, please, Bond. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Bond has the last laugh. Mm, yeah, exactly. yeah, that's the name of the film. It doesn't quite work. Cause... The last laugh. The last laugh. And another feature I've kind of gone with is an end fight. Oh, um, yeah. I'm not yes. saying I'm not saying who that's with because yeah. it might be that the villain is you know an old woman, but <laughs> an, an end fight, some kind of climactic end fight. Um, yeah, and that is something I look for in any action film I go to see now, and I worry about action film. I, whenever I go and see an action film, I worry that it's not going to have an end fight these days. Yeah. It's not just Bond that I, I, I love and always want there to be an end fight and preferably one that we've not had any glimpses of in the trailer. Yeah. Mm. Fallout. Yeah. Just onto that, not just an end fight, but a great death at the end of it. Because yeah. I think that, you know, like Spy Love Me wrongly gets criticised out. Oh, Stronger <laughs> just gets shot. That's how he gets killed. Well, I've thought about this, right? 
people are criticizing that. Lashif shot. Dominic Green left in a desert. Silver knife. <laughs> Blofeld didn't die. Safin shot. It's so unimaginative how the, the very thing that yeah. Blofeld accidentally for. strangled. Yeah, yeah. or accidentally poisoned. So, <laughs> so, so what? What I do want is I want an iconic death at the end of it, a yeah. climax to yeah. that. Sorry. Yes, exactly that. Sanchez. You yeah, know, yeah, something yeah. just completely off the Whitaker, wall. Necros. Yeah, Sessions. I, I agree. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. that, that's... So, I put... Everett. I, I, yeah. yeah. I, I, I put... Um, I, I put... Because I was thinking end fight, Harry. I put end confrontation with villain and or main henchman. And I also put a memorable fist fight. Because it doesn't necessarily... That could be earlier, and it doesn't even necessarily have to be Bond, you know, like Green 4 and Necros. Oh, Green 4's fight's so good, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's a brilliant fight scene, that. Plus. And he's, he, he's winning. Did you record it, it on he? tape? Yeah, he is. No, I didn't record that one. I bet There's that's no, a like... one on tape. Yeah. <laughs> it's weird, isn't it, recording fight <laughs> no, scenes no. on tape? Sound of a clip. But I love the fight scene in Spectre with, is it Dave ba- yeah, 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 that is yeah. amazing. That's like yeah. a really good fight scene. It is, um, because I don't think Spectre's amazingly well. I like Spectre a lot, but yeah, that fight scene is really up there for me, like a proper yeah. rumble, yeah. isn't it? There's a lot yeah. of non negotiables in Spectre, yeah. yeah. No, I like Spectre a lot, yeah, good. So, you like action movies and you love the stars who perform their own stunts, right? Okay, stop. <laughs> That's not what this show is. We visit movies from the archive and explore the stunt performer's role in creating the magic you see on screen. We take a deep dive into the stunt itself and break it down so you can better understand how important the stunt performers are to big and small screen productions. Join me, John Orty, every Wednesday for the podcast and every Friday for the YouTube episode. Action Movie Secrets every week when we go behind the stunts find it wherever you find your podcasts now my next section is characters math mentioned some, you know they kind of yes, sorry, approached yeah. before <laughs> i didn't know you were doing sections you know, <laughs> yeah, I, know, I, know. I know it's fine um section i section head <laughs> preferable yeah. obviously the number one character we hope is in it is james bond <laughs> oh well um, <laughs> I, I'm just going to have to say, my first non-negotiable was that James Bond is a man. Genuinely. Right. Yeah. That, that yeah, was yeah. my first non-negotiable. I'd... I feel like that's safe, because Broccoli herself has suggested so, I think, hasn't mm. she? Yeah. But yeah, Amazon might think differently. No. Are the Broccoli's still, or the Broccoli's, is she still adamant about not doing like spin-offs and stuff? Because you could have other double O's, couldn't you, that are not... Is that what's what's that'd be a better way to do it, but yeah, you know, I I think she was quite keen just to make it the bond, yeah, yeah. I think think she has said that, but you never know. With we have discussed these things, haven't we, ourselves? I think, like, yeah, with Amazon and everything, they there might be some pressure to do some sort of spin offs or yeah, to make it only bigger than just the features. I doubt they do that until we knew this new bond, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think we'd all be disappointed, wouldn't we, if if James Bond's going to be on it? Um, Like Martha said, you know, the expectations are so low. Um, And to be 007. On to another character, and I've I've got M down, but really, you know, you've mentioned Four Eyes Only, and, you know, that's... Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, but, you know, it's... You can't... Yeah. 
that wasn't Roger's first film, so I think you've got to have M in in a Bond's first Agreed. film. Yeah, yeah, at very least for the benefit of James Bond <laughs> and to establish that relationship. Yeah, yeah, the actor. I mean, yeah, yeah, definitely. So M's in everyone's Bonds. Okay, good. Q, he's on my list. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But funnily enough, I'm one of the more forgiving him of him not being in Live and Let Die. But yeah, <laughs> yeah. One of my kind of um, things about the... I don't want the characters like M, Q and Moneypenny to appear throughout the whole film. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. I just yeah. want them at the yes. beginning, at the, do the briefing, a bit yeah. of banter. Oh, Moneypenny, yeah. that's a nice frock. But they're not part of the team. <laughs> and then, yeah, I don't like it when they get involved in that. I prefer it. Bri- yeah. Mission briefing, I, I know it's like a bit old school to think that. So, yeah, I don't mind if they don't do it, but that's what I would quite like to yeah. see. He can have other allies that are on the mission with him. That's a, that's just, one of mine. I like yeah. on, on the on the on the ground person when he goes to yeah. like you know yeah Jamaica or something. There's a, there's yeah. a man that's on the spot that he meets. Love I love it. I love all that. Like yeah. yeah, love it. Totally agree. And I think recently it's been the kind of the mission mission impossible influence, hasn't it? Where there's been a team where they've each got their own skill and speciality, kind of, mm. and mm. that's what's inspired them to take Q and Money Penny to the end fight. But I agree with you. I want them it's to be involved. Yeah. <laughs> well, depends well, who you, you know who's cast as Q. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't. There's no reason why you, they can't be. You know, there's the. I, I don't know if there's this like I think we discussed before where you, you cast you know well-known actors in those kind of supporting mm. roles. So you feel like you need to get your money's worth out of them, but there's no, you don't have to drag them along the mission. No. You know, we do have you know modern technology like <laughs> telephones. You know, we you can <laughs> cut to you know the MI5, MI6 offices and have them and have scenes where there is communication between. You don't have to have them on location every single time. Bond goes, you know, on a mission, and I think it just became pretty, pretty, pretty tiresome. But there's, I, I get you want to get your money's worth out of them, so you have Bond contacting M and speaking to to them in in their office and stuff. It's, 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 um, it just seems quite. I, I, I find it quite sort of, yeah, quite tiresome that they feel that you know, because he cues in it, he has to be in every other scene, or if M's in it, he's got to be in the end scene, or you know, there's always something with it. I just think that that, um, yeah, there's no reason why they can't be part of the plot necessarily. They just don't have to be dragged along. Why would you drag along the head of the Secret Service to a very dangerous place um, <laughs> when you've got agents who do that on your Yeah, behalf. like, do all the other double O's do that? Do, oh, for God's sake, double O's. Terrible favoritism. I'm with double O six on Saturday. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and what do the double O's go up to? Are they, like, Do they stop at 10? I mean, what uh, the highest right, double O I, I, I nine, only think nine because of, so it's double O. Yeah. yeah. Otherwise, it's over ten. Yeah, they were there, like cutting their department <laughs> off. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, no. I, I needs regular thought and revision. <laughs> um, money, penny. Yeah, 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 Because yeah. yeah. we've we've had it. We've had the period without it. We do, we exactly again. Yeah, so. exactly. We can't build everything up again. I think a lot of generally speaking, what this bond, what I'd like Bond twenty six to do is, and like John's kind of referred to, living that day is. You just slip in there. Yeah, not, yeah. We're not watching the process of everything, all the pieces being put together and built up, introducing a yeah. new character f- film Build by film. Bill. We're just we're in there from the start. All the all the relationships are established, and we we join it where they're up to. Yeah, 
Okay. Math mentioned it before, an ally. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Inexplicably, though, I didn't have it down. You no. Know, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't. I really love what Ben said about him being a, someone on the ground. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 That, that's a great point. I mean, that, that's one of the strong points of Paloma, that, that you know, yeah. it's somebody in Cuba. Yeah. Who, I like that. Yeah. Someone who helps think- him kind of blend in or gives him the yeah. underground pass. Local intel. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. They could I, think, return. I think it's a very small, quick thing that you can do. Is it VJ? He was good, wasn't he? An octopus. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. And then who's the one that's killed in For Your Eyes Only? I keep calling it Four Eyes Only for some reason. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Luigi. Yeah. We've, we've spoken He's not, he was nice, yeah. wasn't he? Yeah. yeah. Poor guy. Yeah. Nice chap. Poor chap, yeah. yeah. But again, Poor that's oh. that John Glenn trope, isn't it, of drawing you in so that you yeah. feel really close to someone and then when they're uh, chopped out of the picture, you feel even more passionate about getting the villain. I think it's a, it's a decision that the filmmakers can make that increases, like having someone on the ground, I think adds hugely to the fabric and tap. Like it, it, these are like overblown words, but like the, I don't know, the, the texture and tapestry of the film, you know, the overall film world. If you've got someone down there on the ground who who is part of the culture or understands the culture and helps Bond assimilate into that culture. I love it when, you know, um, like You Only Live Twice is a brilliant example of that with Tiger Tanaka. Yeah. But, um, you know, I really love Chuck Lee as well. <laughs> like, yeah. Really love, yeah, just like someone down there like who's like living a life. He knows what the area is like. He can help Bond out of a jam, get him sorted. And I think, honestly, it adds to the whole the whole Bond world and yeah. adds to, you know, like, I think like I want at this point, right, right, imagine James Bond and the world and characters as top trumps, right? I want to add to that deck. Yeah. There is yeah, no yeah. one from recent memory I would add to that deck. You know <laughs> yeah, what I mean? Like, uh, there's no one I can think of that I will go, yeah, we'll add him to the deck. I mean, I know Felix in the last, you know, yeah. Jeffrey Wright's Felix. Felix is established. You know, like, there's no other character. Paloma. Yeah. Paloma really is the only one I would say. Mm. Mathis, Mathis, well. Mathis, yeah. Mathis and Paloma are the only two I would take from the, the most recent tenure. To stick in there. Um, Silver is probably a top Trump villain. Dominic Green is not getting in there. The <laughs> Chief. The Chief would probably get in there, yeah. But then again, he's dispatched early. There's threat. Yeah. There's no threat. Is he yeah. a secondary um, villain? Is it? Yeah, he's secondary to Mr. White saying, he's everywhere. We're all around you. Are you? Not seen any of you. It's like we're going through Rome and there's no one here. You know, like, I, yeah. No, it's, I think, like, let's have memorable people come in. Like, j- j- honestly, think of me, thinking of impact, right? Think of the impact of these characters. And then think of, like, Whisper makes it onto that list from Live and Let Die. 100%. Yeah. You know, yeah. Teehee's on that list. Get him in the top trumps, you know, James Bond top trumps. Who yeah. gets that in? I'm not having anyone from any of the recent five. I'm not having anyone from the last 20 years, I don't think. Zukowski. Yeah, but he was pre 20 years, wasn't he? Oh, yeah, he was, wasn't he? Oh, yeah. Yeah, so I definitely have Zukovsky, but yeah. there's no one else. So yeah, when you're thinking about these supplemental characters, how can they make an make an impact so that we can have them as part of the the overall Bond world, yeah. the Bond yeah. myth, the Bond? Yeah. I hate it again, tapestry. What am I talking about? It's no, like, no, I totally agree. I love the yeah. Tom thing. Be- yeah. Felix, yeah. It, it Felix is. is not actually on my list because I don't think he has to no. be on the next. No, but, um, no. but no. It, I think it needs an ally that's you always remember is in this film 
Yeah. Um, yes. And it might be it might be like Chris was saying in terms of the actor that you choose. It might be really that you 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 choose a high profile actor for this role more than your M's and your Q's mm. and money pennies. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Someone who could never be Bond or someone who's t- totally different, but is a recognised actor. And you'll always remember the role they played in Bond 26. Mm. And, you know, and I like it if they don't reappear in any other as well, that it, they belong to that film. When Christopher Nolan did Batman Begins, he intentionally wanted, an on, he, like Rob's mentioned the tapestry, he intentionally wanted like an ensemble cast of fairly big names. And he based that on Superman, I think I remember him saying, kind of, you want that ensemble feel where you've got lots of recognisable faces playing lots of different, you know, characters that come together or against each other. And I think it works really well. I don't want the ensemble just to be limited to Bond, M, Q and Moneypenny. Should, you know, the ally is a perfect yeah. chance to throw in a big name there. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I, this is random, but I caught some of Man of Steel on TV last night. And you think... His, mu- his mum and dad are played by Kevin Costner and Diane Lane. Yeah. I mean, you, I mean, that's too good, isn't it? It's like, they're not in it. You know, Kevin Costner's gone, mm. the famous meme, you know, yeah. gone after a while. And then you're like, <laughs> there's no one in this film as good as Kevin Costner, so... Mm. Henry Cavill. It's gone. <laughs> Diane Lane today, yeah. And Russell Crowe's his dad as well. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Crazy, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, like I think, like you could definitely do this. You could definitely do this. I think the casting and the direction is the important bit, and the reverence that you give to the part from the direction and the writing. I think you could like you could make anyone good in this as long as you don't overblow it and make them scene steal or anything like that. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah like yeah. so, wouldn't it be great if like you know Bond arrives? I don't know. Let's say Philadelphia, and he's got to go meet a local cop because there's a corrupt, oh. you know, the corrupt government guy who's fending off some money to something. And the local cop is an old detective played by Harrison Ford. Like, he would be, like, totally, like... Right. <laughs> amazing. But, like, and he would be amazing. Like, you would buy that straight away. You'd be so in for, into that, you know, like... But would it... Yeah, there's the thing, like, the st- stunt casting is a dangerous thing there as well, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah, true, true. Just going back to your top trumps and what we're discussing now, I think <laughs> Kin- Kincaid is a really good yeah. character yeah. and addition and... Mm. Unlike quite a lot of other other films, I think yeah. that's a really good. Quite a big I totally name. agree. The, the big yeah, problem big is name, when you sorry, play the card. When you play the card, you know, to beat yeah. someone, you'd have to say, "Welcome to Scotland." Yeah. You know, when you played it, so speed the game for everyone, yeah. basically. Oh, but but surely whoever you play, you do an impression of. Surely that's part of the game, isn't it? I mean, like you know, you you put your card and go. 
your champagne, sir. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You would definitely do it. You'd definitely do it. You can only play it with a certain amount of people, this game. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Very yeah. dull for... <laughs> just, just to say, when we were kids, we made uh, we started making Bond top drums, didn't we? We drew them. Tom bought them into school. We played them at one lunch break. Oh. <laughs> what a game. What a game. They were drawings, though, weren't they? Based yeah, on we, we yeah. drew. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. That was linked Amazing. to the whole GoldenEye euphoria, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, did we get some oh, GoldenEye yeah. cards, I think? Mm. It was something, I think. Yeah. But then it was when, like, you bought the Top Trumps in, and because we'd independently loved Bond, and then I remember one of them was like Drax. Oh. <laughs> I was like, oh, my God, these guys get it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. They really get it, you know, like, it was amazing. And it was, like, intelligence, like, 100. You know, yeah, yeah. Like, physical threat. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's the body we want yeah um, yeah yeah so i'm gonna keep the, the pace and keep going now <laughs> and say a bond girl i'm not saying how much romance or anything like that but a female or yeah a female who's more than an ally absolute bond girl romance absolute no sense of love I don't want any. I don't want. I don't want yeah. any deep relationship. <laughs> I want someone who is just. They get on. They have a good laugh. They do the mission together, or he saves or something, and you never see him again after this film. Yeah, right. that's my. That's a non-negotiable to me. I do yeah. not want us going down the thing no of love. falling in love again. Again, I'm sure so, they can't. It's, it's too recent. Yeah, yeah. They can't. They can't do this. They'd think it would reduce the impact of Madeleine, Madeleine, wouldn't they? So may- maybe they won't They won't do that. No. So, and, so, and obviously Craig's fell in love twice, so they had to deal with the first one in the last film. One of the issues was that he had better chemistry with Eva Green, Vesper, yeah. than he did with poor Madeleine. <laughs> so I agree. I agree with that, John, okay. completely. I think I put two on my preferences, just so we're not having a... Just so it isn't seen as monogamous. So you've, got, you know that- you've got a preferences list as well. <laughs> yeah, I'd, I'd actually put yeah, on my non-negotiables, but two. But I mean, obviously, I love this <laughs> this great betrayal, Harry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right, we're renaming right. the episode. There's only one Bond girl. That's the end of the world. <laughs> no, no, you're right though. That that is just so there's a distraction. Handling it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So he's yeah. not. Oh, there's only one girl he was in for this film. You know. Next up, a henchman or a henchwoman. Yeah. 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 I forgot. I forgot it, but yeah. Do they have to be a physical threat? I think it just has to complement the villain. Mm. If the villain, the chief villain, is a physical threat, then the henchman can be a computer nerd. But (laughs) if you know what I mean, putting them to the. Like I say, if the villain is fairly scheming, but physically help, you know, helpless. Stamper. He needs, yeah, he needs a stamper. I'd never heard it put in those terms. <laughs> <laughs> if he's physically helpless, he needs a stamper. Yeah. <laughs> when does he need a knick-knack? If you wanted now, guys, I've got I've finished going through my characters. Did you, have you got any on your list that I've mm. not mentioned? Go for it, Ben. Uh, A mission. (laughs) Right, yeah, mission. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just a mission, not going rogue. I want to see. Yeah, that should have been the main feature at the start. Get a brief. Yeah, go on. Go out on the mission, do the mission. Some mine. Then float Mm -hmm. off 
in the sea with a yeah. with one of the absolutely you know bond ladies yeah yeah I think that's brilliant I mean, like that, totally... that, that, that's been one of my non-negotiables for absolutely ages and i didn't write it down <laughs> <laughs> it's absolutely essential yeah, i don't want is. to i don't 100%. want to commit and john's mentioned the idea of love i don't want anything spilling over or hanging over left open-ended yeah it's wrapped up that's it. Yeah, just to add on to that, I've, I've got a mission, but I've also got that he completes the mission successfully. <laughs> yes! <laughs> and I'm not even yeah, being, I'm not even being like, well. silly, you know. They, they, they think they're clever, always putting in, oh, well, mm. you know, we have to have a bit of an edge on it. No, let's just let's just have a thing where Bond wins. Yeah, yeah. And, and sort of linked to that, I put no post- or mid-credit sequence, you know, like in... Because, <laughs> I mean, again, I've, I've got such fears... They'll want to do mm. you know, like a Marvel type thing and do it. I've not thought you know, about that. Post credit sting. I don't want any of that. Mm. The plot can be a simple, you know, trying to kill the baddie who's trying to kill the world. But you can have you can have in each film a little twist on the formula. You know how they did oh, it very well yeah, with yeah. Brosnan. You know, like once it was it was actually the woman who he was trying to protect that turned out to be the villain. You know? Yeah, I think uh, with Chris, I might agree. Nothing to do with cyber terrorism or computers. Yeah. Yeah. That's non-negotiable. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, uh, so much I want to explode and agree with. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, can, can we have Bond win without caveat, yes. without yeah. hang up, without hangover to the next film? Just have him win. I mean, he's great. Um, just to hark back to um, the, the relationship side and the Bond women kind of thing. You know, um, grown-up human beings who are unattached are allowed to have physical romantic relationships that don't go anywhere. They're allowed to do yes. that, you know, mm. and especially in the high tensile world of international super spies. Yeah. I don't think it's more prevalent than you would imagine, you know, like that kind of thing. So <laughs> this is not a problem. You know, let let them have, like, the fleeting romance. It doesn't have to be. You know, if it's, uh, you know, like, well, we have to make Bond a grown-up human. I hate that stuff. We have to make him grown-up. We have to make him grown-up. What do you mean? Like, just make him, like, depressed i know grown-ups are doing <laughs> depression is on the rise but like do we have to put that on him not like in a bond no not in a bond film let him have a mission ben i totally agree a single mission like the best bits are in a bond film we have the opening sequence we have a cracking song and then he goes to the office and he's like money penny it's great to see you wow you look great sorry that's that's not great <laughs> It's very nice to see you. And wow, have you got a date? Wow, well, lucky man. So, M, what have you got for me? Wow, these papers. I can't believe it. You mean you, you want me? Who is this guy that you're talking about? Oh, yes. And, I, and then reels off 100 facts about the guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then, yeah. right, right, I'll go and, um, I'll go and, I suppose, the best get there. Well, Bond, I'm afraid you're on the next flight out. Like, yeah. got it, sir. On, gone, out of here. We're on. Why complicate yeah. You know, I don't, I think like there's this, Thing that there's a there's a reason this formula has worked, and there's also a reason this formula has waned. You know, the recent formula has waned and reduced interest and excitement. And what do people expect from going to a James Bond film? I actually think the idea of them going to watch a standard mission now will blow modern audiences to bits. They'll be like, yeah. You mean this isn't part of a big universe? This yeah, isn't part of like some yeah. big plotline. Yeah. yeah, no, relief, just go and enjoy yeah. it. And yeah. then just go home afterwards and go, like, man, wasn't that great? Yeah, you know yeah, that, that like that's it. I just want that that two hour shot of pure endorphins about this geezer saving the world, um, surrounded by mega people doing mega things, and that's it. I, I just honestly, we don't need to make it more complicated than that. No, I agree. 
for each. I'll progress with my <laughs> list. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm getting fairly near the end of the list, but my uh, next section is the production of it. Mm. And I have to see Bond on location. I want filming to yeah. be on location in a place. Yeah. Yeah, and I think you know Bond's been fine for this recently. I'm just thinking more about the climate of other action films that we're seeing recently, where yeah. they're so green screen CGI heavy. You know, th- this hasn't been something that's concerned me in recent Bond films, like I say, but just something I expect from a Bond film. Locations are, are a big part of it, yeah, and it needs to feel real. Definitely. Yeah, and and sort of linked to that, I've just put exotic locations, including well, yeah, including at least one not previously seen in a Bond film. Yeah. Yeah, um, or and there are there are or preferably lots. any film before like no, you know, Matera was a good yeah, a good, yeah. good example. I think I think as well onto that is you've got to see Bond immersed in that area as well. Yeah. So like you think of say Skyfall, we had Shanghai, but it it didn't it was irrelevant that it was Shanghai. It could have been anywhere. Yeah. Because yeah. because they didn't immerse themselves in the area. Yeah. Yeah. But what again, did that's feel where the allies. Was Scotland because it felt like mm. you'd taken that character somewhere you'd never seen him in Scotland. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah regardless if it was his family home or not, it felt fresh. That's you know, and yeah. and I think it's it's putting him in places where you don't expect him yep. to be in. And you can and that's where you that take him out Skyfall. You, that's mm. the Skyfall experience, isn't it? Yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it's only you only associate it with that film. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I, I've said this before, but for me, I think bonding off. Australia could really work. I really yeah, remember you mentioning that. John, yeah. have you yeah. seen this unbelievable action film with incredible <laughs> incredible stunts, unbelievable villain, unbelievable end scene, unbelievable love interest? It's called Mission Impossible 2, mate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I agree. I agree. Australia would be. You know, just add, you know, making reference to Rob's tapestry, it's another a new addition. It's yeah. something new. Is needed. Australian ally. Af- Africa, I don't think, has been fully explored at all. Mm, no. Um, mm. Not at all. No. Okay, good. Um, pressing on with production, practical stunts. Yeah. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Again, I'm fairly confident that they're, they're up for that. And I think that with what's happening in Mission Impossible, that is a little bit of the expectation. Everyone knows that's what they're competing <laughs> with. I feel confident that they will do practical stunts, but always it needs to be on my list because goodness me i'd be so depressed if there was cgi and um all that you know we, we can't have that because like in no time to die you've got you know the, the whole it's almost like the briefcase world is not enough thing on the bridge yeah but then all the motorcycle is real but they've sort of added his head on yeah, yeah. i don't I, stuff like that i'm not as bothered about that no. if it looks no. like someone is doing the stunt yes Someone's yeah. actually done that motorbike. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. That. Yeah. Like like the, the Moonraker pre-title sequence. Oh yes. So yeah. good, isn't it? Yeah. Oh yeah. Mm. Yeah. You know, that's all that was I don't I wonder how many jumps they had to do to get oh, that. Yeah, oh, yeah. There, it's, it's mentioned it recently, was it? Yeah. I can't remember the number. Is it about eighty or so? I, don't, I might be wrong. It, it wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. That so that's what you want, isn't it? You want that dedication to yeah. your craft. You mm. Yeah. Because someone did it. Like even it's the set, it's the set essentially just a modern take. You know, cutting cutting to Roger Moore, you know, hanging from the rafters with a, you know, a wind machine in his face. Is the is the you know is and having someone CGI or you know the stuntman's yeah, face on, yeah, yeah. is the same equivalence. It's the same. Yeah. You know, you want to know that that stuntman did it. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, because you know that Daniel Craig is not really going to do that. Yeah. But it, I, I don't suspend my belief in it, you know, more or less, because no. it cuts through the, the close-up of Roger. Yeah. It doesn't quite match what was shot on the stunt, <laughs> because the amazing thing is the stunt was done for real, you yeah. know, yeah. and the yeah. people put their life in that, and it is spectacular. And like you say, you've, you've seen something... Well, you, 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 it's it's really pushing, you know, whether whether it's the stunt, but it's or it's the setting as well. I think the setting can, you know, to have a stunt, you can you've seen, oh well, I've seen that kind of stunt before. You've seen skydiving, but it, it's how it's done. It's with, with you know, let's like, say with a twist, the fact that it's fi- fighting over, mm. you know, the the the, the um, I nearly said umbrella, <laughs> you know, those umbrellas <laughs> that you use when you jump out of planes. Very hot water bottles. I think I think it'd be <laughs> good popping. to um, to have a stunt not seen previously in a Bond film or any film. Mm-hmm. I know yeah. I said that about exotic, but if you think about like like the parkour thing in Casino Royale, that's yeah. a, a good thing which I think really mm-hmm. helps yep. elevate that. And on that, you know, it feels like oh, it feels like the pressure is on us to think what haven't they done, what have they done? When really it should be what Chris has said. Whereas the production team, they're out scouting for things we've not seen. Yeah, we've just we've got to have it presented to us. We've just got to sit there as an audience and be wowed. It's not our job to think of this. We, no, no, we re- we're relying on the production team, aren't we, to to mm. find stuff that we've not seen before. Sorry, Matha. Got you. But, it, no, but it's no. a sad indictment no, that we're no. now in that position where we have to think like, what would I really <laughs> like to see? Like, could you? Can, can I see that again, please? You know, like I'd really like to see that. I'd really like to be wowed again. I totally agree with Chris there. Like, if I was like in charge of the future of the Bond franchise at the moment, I would have a full time team internationally looking for the most amazing stuff in in. Um, Eastern cinema, Western cinema, everywhere, you know, like just, and also extreme sports, just yeah, for yeah, ideas. Yeah. Yeah. I'd be looking at absolutely everything, um, even professional wrestling. I'd be looking at absolutely <laughs> everything. I'm not saying James Bond should take a chair shot at some point, but um, that'd be so good. But, uh, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Well, we went to a, a local fair recently. There was a thing called horse boarding. Oh, yeah. So, what is that? so you've got a Please, horse. Tell us know, more. And then there's a, a board on the back, like a, a surfboard, but with wheels. <laughs> <laughs> what? But it, was, it was quite shit, actually. But I think you know, in the right in, in the right hands. In the right hands. Yeah. Hand. yeah. <laughs> a chase, chase through a field, horse boarding. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. But yeah. look at yeah. look at and how it fit, like, for example, like Fiora is only the the, the 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 ending, that set piece. Yeah. is you know edge of your seat and it fits the film perfectly because they built that like well he needs to climb up it so how do we build the set <laughs> yeah. how do we make something exciting well he's got to go so he's got to kick out the p the pitons as he goes down build the intention yeah. uh, it just it, it feels like yeah the 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 the, 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 the there's a real a serious lack of imagination when it comes to you know what what what's been coming out recently. Mm-hmm. Not to say that like say that Daniel Craig films aren't you know great or anything like that. I am, but point <laughs> 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 is that the 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 you know the not they don't they don't I, I, again I, I feel like I'm not I've watched anything where I thought wow I've, I've re- genuinely not seen that that's really taking me by mm-hmm. surprise or that's been fantastic. You know, like I say, the parkour was was a great introduction. Yeah, for a film that really didn't lend its scene itself to a huge amount of action, they did manage to get and you know sort of shoehorn a bit of you know some decent yeah. action into it. Yeah, but you know, like again, like Skyfall set pieces, uh, what running through 
you know the tube the tube train coming through. I've seen that in other films. You know, you know, I think the most. Yeah, <laughs> I think the most inventive thing in Skyfall, which is, I do think is good, is the chase where he uses the digger to connect to the train. I think that is. Yeah. Yeah. In, yeah. In, yeah, I think this yeah. genius linked to practical stunts. It's just practical effects. So you know, proper yeah. explosions. Yeah, proper vehicles. Yeah, all yeah, those definitely. things. Yeah, and in, in fairness, uh, Spectre did that massive explosion, didn't it? Yeah, uh, you know, like practical explosion in the desert, yeah. which they definitely got that right. Instantly, Spectre, the best of praise, by the way. Just so oh yeah, 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 yeah. Better than Casino Royale. Uh, by uh, I hate to say it, by a long way. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, so can you what's your order of Daniel Craig films? Oh, Spectre, and then the other four are on a sort of a sad plateau all by themselves. Oh, right, okay. um, yeah. No, I uh, no Spectre. I think is his best because that I think that's him enjoying the role the most, and I think that's mm. crucial to it. I think actually, I think like Casino, like. I know, you know, he, I don't doubt the effort at all in Casino, but I think that he, it, it just doesn't, it, uh, something about it just doesn't doesn't work mm. quite for me. It's all, but it's, it's all totally subjective and totally personal. Great um, um, uh, pre-title in Spectre as well, isn't there, with a the helicopter? Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah I think yeah, that's outstanding. Nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, honestly, New I location. Mm. And, and, mm. and he's jetting about all over the place. I mean, he does some horrendous things while he's doing it. But he's going about, he's being a super spy, international super spy, which is what you, you know, you would like. Yeah. Um, I don't know how we've got into a Spectre conversation, but I, I but I, what, what happened? So conversely, Ben, how would you do the, the five crates? I think Casino Royale, just because it was a real breath of fresh air after the Pierce Brosnan one. <laughs> and then Spectre and then Quantum. Mm. And then Skyfall, and then the last one. Mm, good. I, I, do you know what? If you made me write a five, I would pick that five. Yes. Yeah, so the last so, yeah. one didn't didn't work for you at all with the killing of. Oh, I mean, spoiler, <laughs> spoiler alert! I, I, I have never been more offended. <laughs> there's, there's I mean, a... like you could you could go after I'm been and gone. Like you that. could go and take a huge. <laughs> Bowel movement on my grave, and I will feel less offended than that film. <laughs> Too right. have, have you have you been back to it and watched it since? I've I've watched it once. Yeah, I've done two. I've done two, and um, it's just so never never done the time. Never again. Mm. <laughs> Awful film. Right. <laughs> I think that's another thing we have exchanged messages about our Craig order. It's to. It's a tricky one, but we'll we'll say we'll you know we'll we'll save it for every episode. Um, <laughs> well, no, but me and Ben are homies now. We we we're yeah. on this. We know what's going on. Now. We got it, Ben. We got it. Yeah, but you know, it, it is interesting though. Sorry, mentioning Spectre and Tom mentioned before that it did. Spectre did try and address these non-negotiables. It did yeah. try to mm. yeah. have a lot of these ingredients. The one that's not on our list, but you mentioned it. Rob, there is him. Having a good time. <laughs> and surely we don't need to add that to our list that the actor playing James Bond is happy being oh. James Bond. Uh, well, it's, that's an undergo. That's one of that's yeah. the first thing I wrote down is <laughs> the actor. The actor playing James Bond can't hate it. <laughs> I mean, absolutely. It's just where are we at? Yeah, Pierce Brosnan. Yeah, Pierce Bronson. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, I'm, move, I'm moving on to my final section now. Yeah, <laughs> but, yeah. <laughs> it's what keeps you alone. Something that Craig can't say. Yeah, 
the, my final section is music, and I've just got a few non-negotiables with music. Mm. I do, I'm quite passionate that even Inspector and these things, they've tried to have a lot of the non-negotiables thinking what they perceive as important as Bond tropes, and the music has never been one of them. I think for a while now, <laughs> they've never prioritised the importance of the music in the Bond films. Yeah. I think they think very basically, you get a Bond song and then you add a soundtrack. I think they've reduced it to a, a, a simple method mm. like that. But for me, music is intrinsic to everything that's gone before in the Bond films. It's part of your memories. It's what you associate with them all. Um, and they're linked to the theme song. So music is something I'm really passionate about them getting right. And even in No Time to Die, I love Hans Zimmer. Um, but I still don't think they've got it right. I still don't so think what, they've... So what, what constitutes getting it right for you, Harry? Yeah, so I've got three things on my non-negotiables for music. The first one, we've kind of briefly light-touched on it. Um, the Bond theme being used at the right moments, not too much. Yeah, yeah. but being used. Being used, yeah. That is <laughs> yeah, yeah. guarantee. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'd quite like to hear... Uh, the 007 come yes back, you know, the, well exactly da, da, yeah, da, da, yeah. Da, da, interesting da, there are other, it's not was the last time that was what we used? Know. yeah moonraker it wasn't yeah. any no, no that's the last time and it was the you refresh, uh, math could you refresh the the notes sorry that's not a, sorry that's not a facetious question yes of course yeah i didn't know it was called 007 i think it's is it called yeah 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 Amazing! I didn't well, the thing, know that. The thing is that there are there's I, I you guys might know better. I reckon there are four or five different variations of Bond theme and compositions. Yeah. It's not just a simple, you know. There's so many you might muddle up, and your casual Bond fan might just think it's da 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 da. There's there's yeah, way no. more. There's oh. way more you can use than that. And I and I and I want to hear it. I, you, you probably you know my opinion that I think Tomorrow Never Dies went too much. Yeah, for me, it was fairly constant. It's got to. I want it in there, but it's got really to be. Constant. It is, uh, but got <laughs> got to be saved. You know, for special moments that help make special kind of memories. Mo- moments make memories, or mo- <laughs> moments make movies. Matt, that's the other yeah. phrase, isn't it? Um, I don't know. Is that is that been on your non-negotiables, guys? The Bond theme and Bond music. Yeah, yeah. Bond music, uh, definitely. I think I've got. I want to see. I, I'm sure Math has this, but I've got. I want to see the song we woven into the score. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's my thing. next one. Yeah, and yeah. and I think about music as I kind of thought about it. You know, it kind of goes on what Rob said. You know, Rob was talking about you want iconic characters who are woven into Bond tapestry. A lot of those iconic characters have their own little themes. Yeah, uh, yeah. in it. That actually, so you you hear do 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 do, you know that it's Winston Kid, or you hear yeah. where has everybody gone, you know it's Necros. Had to yeah. strangle yeah. someone. Yeah, yeah. And, I, and I and I think, <laughs> I think they need to go back to just trying to find signature cues yeah. just for certain people, and that helps bring the gravitas, and I think it would help embody them in that kind of bond tapestry if you like yeah more totally agree yeah yeah so the next thing i did have is for the theme song itself to get further use in the melodies and kind of linked to that my final one is it's not especially fashionable at the moment especially in action music but i do want more melodies yeah um and orchestration ideally because you know a lot of 
I don't want the film to get dated by a modern technique of music or anything. The thing that's lasted so long with the Bond franchise is John Barry and his orchestra, isn't it? So it's, it's orchestral. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So that that's my last thing that I'm sending out as a non-negotiable. Um, um, I, yeah, talk, talking of music, I was listening to um, Goldeneye music, and I love the sleigh bells they use in it. You know, the, <laughs> yeah. are they sleigh bells? It's kind of yeah, in, they use like, it yeah, Die yeah. Hard as well. That yeah, 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 yeah. But it's really effective. It's like, oh, I, I do, do I do like yeah. that. I do. Like are that. they sleigh bells? <laughs> yeah. They're, they're... <laughs> Sounds ridiculous. Yeah. 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 How about? <laughs> yeah. They've not been done before though, or since. So No, yeah. but it's a it's a bit of an action movie like yeah. I think they use them in Die Hard. It's, yeah, it's quite Michael uh, yeah, That's a Christmas film, isn't it? So I don't yeah, know. It's... Yeah. It's yeah. A Christmas film. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it came out in December. Goldeneye <laughs> <laughs> yeah. did come out in December, did it? Yeah, yeah. Oh, there we go. Oh, no, yeah. 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 We want it out in December. That's a non-negotiable. Yeah, that's the <laughs> November. <laughs> they're well, normally so. November, are they, or something? Was it? Not yeah, it's generally that sort of yeah sort of time. Hi, I'm Alan Church. I'm on Really 007, being a massive Bond fan, but I also worked on six James Bond films in the Cubby days, the Rogue one as well as optical cameraman and model unit titles cameraman and assistant to Morris Binder. So yeah, I've rattled through all my non-negotiables. I don't know if it so happens that. There are ones I've not said that would be absolutely brilliant if there are. Go on, Matthew. You've got I, I, I've just got a few. Um, I, I won't, oh. They don't need to be debated or whatever, but oh. I put I sort of added to MQ and Money Penny, and this has sort of been discussed already, but the MI6 building and M's office I would like to, uh, I would, oh, I would yeah. like to have. Nice. I think Wolf of PPK. Thank you oh. for that. Yeah. yeah. That yeah. is essential for me. Yeah. That is absolutely essential. I, it didn't go on my list. Took... Tuxedo, I think you need to see yes. a Bond actor in a tuxedo yeah. in, in the first... Yeah, it's, um, for, it's for their sake as much as anything. Bond doing spy work. Like, yeah. actually, you know, pretending to be somebody else or sneaking around somewhere rather than just being an action person. You know, a, a, <laughs> Yeah, I had that. Yep. Yeah, a memorable fistfight. Um, and then the only other one is... Uh, James Bond will return. Does need to be at the end, and I, I'm not in. expecting. I'm not <laughs> expecting in. Yeah, in Rizico or whatever you want. Yeah, no, it's good. It's, I, I yeah. don't. I don't expect that. But James Bond will ret- return, which they have done. Yeah. Needs to be there. So those are my my non negotiables. Thank you, Matthew. Chris, did you have your hand up? Was there anything you want? Yeah, they don't. They, yeah, but I, I think they don't really apply because it's it's actually outside of the the, the the film itself. It's more to do with like the the, the production. Huh? So, oh well, no, no, no! I think it's it. worth listening to because I think they have to nail it with the yeah. with every aspect. Yeah, go on. So one is some decent marketing, so some yeah. decent artwork, teaser trailer. Oh, don't wow. show anything. A trailer that doesn't that shows some, but not everything. Yeah. <laughs> you know, just really drum up the excitement, um, and then and then tie-ins. I think you know they really missed um, a trick because they felt that these films, the previous the previous five films, were too sort of I don't know too adult. That we missed out on action figures. That we missed out on you know toys yeah. and and as we, we've seen there is a history of you know toys being made from wildly inappropriate films like alien yeah. being one <laughs> yes. i remember having robocop action figures yeah. you know yeah, like, yeah. so and, and adults and, buy them adults buy yeah, exactly anyway. and you see the collectible. you see that 
you know, the the, the there's that there's Hasbro like the, I can't remember what they're called, but they have all the Star Wars figures that you know that are certain, but the Black mm-hmm. Series or something like that. Can you imagine, a, a, you know, a line of action figures where you could get you know a little oh. Connery, uh, a little Lazenby, and then you know have and, and collect the re- I don't understand why they miss yeah. it because all this the the there's this sort of um, rush to copy other franchises, but when it comes to the you know to to, to the merchandising they really miss out on that because i think you feel like they're more mm. concerned about the tie-in the heineken the aston martin yeah, yeah. so no, obviously yeah. that does actually pay for the production but there's so much more you look on and uh, you look at the 007 store and you have to be you know part of like, the one percent of some of the stuff they sell <laughs> on there it's ridiculous investment bankers try and find something for father's day underneath <laughs> for less than 50 <laughs> quid you get like you can Barely by you know coughing. <laughs> there's a market for that, fair enough. But I do think there's there's a, a genuinely you know a much more profitable and larger you know market for toys. You know why isn't there a you can buy a replica of the 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 machine gun from Alien as a, as a Nerf gun? Why isn't there a Walther PPK Nerf gun? You know there's so much yeah, that yeah. can be done because it's kids that see it who maybe who know Bond. You know what it's on. You know if it's on TV, but you know that you get to see you know snatches of it. You might not necessarily, but you know what that character is, and to be able to go, you know, to harass your parents into yeah. buying me that toy, buying me that toy, and suddenly yeah. you plant a seed, and suddenly they become a film, they become obsessed with it, and that's how you get the next generation. Maybe not. They may not be, you know the next generation you go to cinema, but they may be the ones that start watching the Connerys as they get older. Yeah. And then, you know, there's that real mm. appreciation. I just feel like, the, the, yeah, the marketing side of things is, is really been uh, lacking. And like, was there, obviously there was a tie-in for a novel, well, there wasn't a novelization, but there was a film tie-in for Casino Royale as a book because it was a novel, but none of the others got novelizations, no. which you used to get, you know, mm. through, you know, uh, I think Die Another Day was the last one that obviously got the novelization. Why wasn't the one for Quantum of Solace where they actually explained the plot and maybe actually, you know, yeah. fleshed it out <laughs> yeah. had time to write it? All these opportunities. And I feel like it, it, it's sort of frustrating because that's one massive revenue source. But it also it helps with the fan base. It helps keep people yeah. talking about Bond yeah. and like, get people sure. excited. About yeah, it. and plugs the gap between films when they when they exactly yeah. you really you launch something. You know, you, like it just tended to be like oh well, we, you know the, the even even like there's no 4K versions of of you know the films on Blu-ray, which is yeah. shocking when you think you wanna... get like. Any, any, old, any old crap can be on 4K transfer now, but not the Bond films, which is arguably one of the, you know one of the most famous and important franchises in cinema history. But no, you know, I, I, it, it, I just, anyway, I've, 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 I've no, it's good. The, the toys, though, that's uh, maybe Harry, mm-hmm. Harry especially. But certainly, that's how you help get you into Star Wars and Batman. Exactly, it's, it's like, absolutely brilliant. Yeah, and. At the age I was into those figures, I didn't understand the plots of the films, but I could still access them, and that was my association with them. I didn't sit down, you know, I was probably too young to sit down and watch. I had one kind of thought. Um, I quite yeah. miss miss the Bond family in terms of, like, an editor will start yeah. and directing. Ooh, yeah. I quite yeah. like that. Where yeah, they've yeah. Got yeah. Their own, like, weird world where they find things funny that we just have to go along with, like the double-taking pigeon and stuff like that. Yeah. But that's come <laughs> from this self-contained family that have worked together for so long. I, I wouldn't mind that going forward as opposed to some 
celebrity big director i quite yeah. like someone that's worked their way up the ranks from the Duke bond films. Yeah. yeah i know i know that yeah. would take a few yeah no we, yeah we want that attitude don't we? we want that environment you're right it's just a thought i don't know if it's a preference or a non-negotiable no, it helps get the films made quicker as well because everybody knows what they're doing they're yeah. on the conveyor belt for the next mission because okay. was John Glenn a stunt coordinator and editor? Or... He was an editor. Yeah, and no, an, unit. an action dire- yeah. assistant director. Second unit or something. Yeah, and then unit, Peter yeah. Hunt was an editor, wasn't he? Who did yeah. Yeah. Majesties. And I think quite a few that used to be how they did it, wasn't it? Until, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's funny because I, I want, I totally agree. I want, so it's basically based on your two points, Ben. I want both the things you've said. I want standalone missions, but behind the scenes continuation continuity and a family that stays on i don't want chop and change for each film too much yeah so i agree with both those points thank you thank you very much <laughs> anytime <laughs> do you want any more Dom? yeah tom yeah yeah it, well, this is the episode we get so don't this is it we can't stop recording until we've heard everyone's non-negotiable yeah with allies i've put yeah the native country but also an ally for their specialism so you know how in mm. Octopus you've got your art experts for the auction, Jim Fanning. Yeah. And then you could have somebody because, like a horse racing, you know, Tibbet. Yeah. Something yep. that only they can get an in for mm. wouldn't have the yeah. And that and that helps stick them to just that film because you're not going to have another yeah, film yeah. about ho- horses or <laughs> antiques. <laughs> well, unless the horse boarding comes back, but yeah. Yeah. Horse yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> surfing, yeah. I put three big set pieces. Mm. Yeah. Mm. So one one would be the, the pre-title, one yeah middle, and then one massive end. I mean that's this is just for this one because I, I do think it. Yeah. Needs this is what it needs. Act. It needs to be a big yeah. action film. I don't think it can be a you know a sort of serious character study. This one. Yeah. yeah you're right. No, I agree. Mm-hmm. And with the Bond character, I've put mysterious but likable, so that. We don't need to know how he's feeling all the time, so there's a bit of mystery, but he's not moping. You know, he is the character the other characters like him. So you know the banter yeah. between but on Bond and Q, okay, sometimes it's in the old films it's he gets frustrated, but there is still a respect there for him. Mm. For that kind yeah. of thing. Yeah, no mention of previous films, but maybe the odd nod. I, I don't in a not in a gimmicky way, you know, in the Oh, and be careful! I might eject you or whatever in Skyfall. Not, not that kind of thing. But maybe references to other double O agents or references to you know Felix could be referred to, for instance, but not in mm. the film. CIA, mm. CIA mm. could be referred to, but nothing, yeah, yeah. nothing too big. Defense minister could be in it as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Now he's someone. He wasn't. He's not a non-negotiable. <laughs> him and Tanner, he's not non-negotiable. No. Yeah, yeah, him and Tanner aren't non-negotiable. No, no. Him or her or, or Tanner. Yeah, aren't non-negotiables, but I would like them to be introduced. Yeah, yeah, no, they don't. Yeah, charismatic villain. So the yeah. main baddie for this one, because I don't, I don't want it to be that the film is all about Bond's character. So I'd quite like the the villain to have a big character. And I know, I know that's difficult because you might think this no, is Bond it's... where they're new and they need to make a really big impact. But, it's a little, little bit like the Keaton and Nicholson thing, where you want, yeah, yeah. you want something big, something that's, <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> that's gonna, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> I I totally agree. I've thought about this myself in terms of an, an absolutely huge named villain, just so it doesn't 
put everything on Bond and the actor. The new actor, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, um, you know... It's something I sought myself. Seeing a less experienced actor or, you know, not as big a name, yeah. get the better of a big name person. Exactly. The, the is, reason is I was thinking thing. of it, the reason I was thinking of it, I mean, this is this would never happen and maybe it's too daft, but imagine, you know, that with what's happened before where it was Henry Cavill that was Bond and the villain cast was Tom Cruise. Like, I know that's yeah, massive, yeah, yeah. but like... And Tom Cruise has never played a villain before, but just that thing where you're actually seeing someone recognisable get defeated by a newcomer, kind of. Yeah. I mean, with that, as one of the other thing I linked with that would be the reason I put two Bond girls is because I'd like, like a completely unknown actress. Yeah. At least one of them to be unknown. Yeah. I mean, maybe probably. the main yeah. villain is a bit a step too far, but it doesn't need, like, the Mission Impossible villains aren't the biggest name actors. Well, they're, no. quite, they're not. But they're very good for those roles. And Bond always used to do that, didn't it? It didn't used yeah. to like, who's the biggest Hollywood person ever? We'll get them to be the baddie. I mean, that that's not to... I mean, some of the recent films, like, obviously, Silver was brilliant and he was a famous actor. But, I mean, Silver will be the, the kind of villain I'd be looking for, but he wouldn't be interested in Bond's character. He, yeah. He'd be comparing himself where he wouldn't have a history. Not aware of Bond. No, he wouldn't be yeah. an MI6 or an X8 yeah. or anything like that. Mm. I mean, that was great in GoldenEye as well, but I think about... I'd like to go to a few different locations mm. within the film as well. So one one or two, one will be London, obviously. Another one we might have seen a bit of before, so it might be somewhere in Italy, but somewhere different in Italy. Really, the other one or two locations have to be all new. John, have you have you are there any that we've not touched on your list? The vast majority we've touched. The only one I have got, which I I feel like I'm robbing from Rob because I think I'd have thought it would have been Rob's first thing that he said. Would have been an aspiration. Aspirational. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, so someone like I want to see. I want to see Bond in a tuxedo. I want to see Bond enjoying the finer things in life. Like alcohol has been used predominantly as an escape in the Daniel Craig ones, and there's lots of like these mm-hmm. Saki references about alcoholism or how much he yeah, drinks. Yeah. Uh, and we we don't want that. We want. I want to see Bond. I want to see Bond in a casino. I'm not sure if like in a casino is a non-negotiable for the first one because it, it Dalton and Rogers was yeah. later on. But every mm. Bond's been in a casino, so I yeah. want to see the Bond in a casino, and I want to see him playing these games that I have no understanding of, but it looks yeah. so cool, you know. Yeah. And I want to see <clears> the characters <throat> with that. But I want to see a guy who. It's not that he has to love his job. I don't. I think Dalton can be quite resentful of his job in the living daylights. But it's that he has his love for his country overcomes everything. Mm, yeah. And 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 in that aspect, Golden Eye is the best introduction of that. Mm. It's all you know the for England James and all that. And I do. I want some British pride back in it. I know Skyfall brought a lot of British pride because of the locations, because of the Olympics. But actually, when you take it back, Bond in that film is not very proud to be a British agent no. by any stretch. In fact, he's wanting to quit and he, you know, and all the rest of it. So it doesn't really inspire that British pride. This is the crown jewel in British cinema. So let's let's ham it up to the max and put a big highlighter pen on it and show this is why we're so proud of this. And and James Bond should be 
that poster boy for it. And I just don't think I've seen enough of that recently. And and actually, I would put it down as a non-negotiable because I think that's one of the re- I think there's something in Bond that people who can't, who don't live that lifestyle, this is their escapism and their kind of imagination to live that lifestyle yeah and i you know i've i've never been to a restaurant and asked for conch chowder in the bahamas but but i can <laughs> live through that experience because bond's done it mm. and and that's what i want to see in these films a lot of heroes these days are you know john mcclain was different because he's just a guy who happens to be there and he's absolutely yeah. amazing it's not doing his job in in some ways the, the reason we like him is because i'm here that I'm a cop, I'm going to have to deal with this. So even though I've never done anything this big in my life, I'm going to have to deal with it and I'm going to get on with it. That, that's, that's it. That's what Bond needs to be. That he, he needs to be, sorry, this is my job. I'm an expert at this. I'm the only one here. Yeah, there's only I, me who can do it. It falls on me. <clears throat> that's spot on that. I think I think Dalton was the one who got the boundary, who crossed the boundary yeah. the best. Because, yeah. because in The Living Daylights, there is a bit of reluctance in terms of like when he says stuff like, if he fires me, I'll thank him for it and mm-hmm. that kind of thing. Yeah. But, he, but that point that you made, he knows he's the only man who can do yeah. his job. He he's, more annoyed at, he's more annoyed <laughs> that M's not backing him. He's not like, oh, yes. I, I don't like this job anymore. I'm depressed. No. I want to go home. He's not. We don't want any of that. No. Any of that Heineken nonsense. None of that. <laughs> yeah. We want him to have a Heineken, but be enjoying it. Exactly. Like yeah. in no time to die. Mm. Yeah. As expected, this has been extensive because there are so many things that we um, love about Bond and so many things we want to see in Bond again. Um, it's just a shame they're not going to do any of this, isn't it, lads? <laughs> 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 no, I'm joking. I'm joking. And... I, th- I do think this is the direction they need to go. They need to be looking to the non-negotiables to reinvent Bond. The last reinvention they did was to not look at the non-negotiables, and that's that's a fair way of reinventing and redrafting stuff, and I understand that. But because, even if it's just for the reason that they've already done it, I think they have to look at these non-negotiables and feature quite a lot of them. And it does make you think, though, and it's something we've kind of said before, uh, isn't the franchise unbelievable? Because until recently, they were managed to make inc- loads of individual stories with all these non-negotiables. They could do yeah, it. Yeah. They mm. stayed within this framework and made however many unique individual missions that live in our hearts. And they were unbelievably successful in doing so. These non-negotiables can be in a film and not, and it's not overcrowded. It doesn't take over the film in any way. They're just small things in truth. Some of them smaller than others, some more significant, but they can exist in a completely new and fresh film. It can happen, but it requires the creativity that we've talked about, inventiveness and proactiveness as well. Yeah. But yeah, it's not really been a debate or anything like that. All these episodes seem to be kind of a discussion and just a, a chat about our, what our hopes are. It's been especially good to have you with us, Ben, um, mm, to, to yeah. join us on this. Oh, um, thank you very much for having me. No, no. And, you know, it's it's just great to share, because really what this has been about is sharing what Bond means to us and what it is that's ingrained into us, what are the things that we instinctively think about and are so familiar with that we want them. 
Um, and, you know, we're all the same and everyone on this recording, we're all, that's what kind of unites us, the bond tropes, mm. um, the non-negotiables. And I think we could all admit that if, say, for example, I've listed 20 non-negotiables, I don't know, I'm sure we can have an absolutely brilliant film on a, between 10 and 15 of them, for example. Yeah, yeah. Um, it doesn't need all these to be a really good Bond film. But these are just things we love about Bond and we'd just be over the moon if they were in Bond 26. Yeah, so I'll sign out for the evening and thanks again for listening, guys. And as I mentioned at the start, it's a perfect opportunity for you to, uh, on social media, share what your non-negotiables are and maybe laugh yep. at some of ours and <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, enter into some debate. But yeah, superb, guys. And thank you so much for joining me tonight, especially you, Ben. Thank you. Really It's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit Juvederm.com.